to the MX Vice SMX Review Show with myself, Ben Rumbold, and my colleague, Brad Wheeler. Uh, just getting ready here for our guests to come in. So, yeah, how's it going, Brad? All looking good for you? Yeah, all good. Yeah, it was off last week. Had a few issues right at home. But, yeah, we're back, ready to talk some Supercross. So, yeah, ready to go. Nice one, yeah, absolutely. We'll bring our special guest in at, uh, in a few moments' time, but yeah, just got to give a quick uh, shout out to our sponsors. Obviously, uh, AS3 Performance, uh, the home of aftermarket motocross and enduro parts, from hard wearing protection parts, including skip plates and radiator braces, to performance cooling parts, including silicone radiator hoses and oversized impeller kits. AS3 also have a huge range of brake, clutch, and gear levers, all with different features and adjustability. Check them out online at www.as3performance.co.uk. We're also supported by Kawasaki Motors UK, uh, who are pleased to announce the arrival of the new KLX140R range. The easy-to-ride KLX140R lineup offers a 144cc four-stroke engine, plush suspension, and push-button electric start making for great trailblazers. The KLX140R machines come in three different sizes, ranging from juniors, first tentative steps, to pushing the door wide open on adult riding. The highly regarded KLX140R range is ready and willing to add fun and enjoyment in 2023. Contact your local off-road dealership for more information. Okay, and also, of course, we're fueled by Gulf Race Fuels, uh, across sports cars, single-seaters, motorcycle racing and further afield the golf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline so thanks to them for supporting us as well as of course evenstrokes.com uh, we just need the uh, code there brad yeah discount code brad wheeler 10 i uh if you put that in at checkout you'll save yourself 10 percent. we have just moved to a new premises so i'm going to give uh give james and everyone else a chance to settle down i'm going to hit him up for a, a brad wheeler 15 code <laughs> just for just for the podcast listeners so uh yeah hopefully hopefully uh in a few weeks maybe we'll maybe we'll uh roll that one out for the start of the nationals <laughs> be a nice incentive. <laughs> yeah leave it with me good stuff the only uh, parameter i think is that you'll have to take the stuff in the van when you do the Bridgestone Masters yeah so let's see yes, right yeah. <laughs> good stuff okay so it's time to bring in our guest then just a bit different this week bringing him in so yeah please welcome New Zealand born but uh, now based in America doing the Supercross and Nationals this season uh, Mr. Josiah Natsuki how you doing Josiah good how's it going yeah, good, yeah. Thanks for joining us on board with this one. So, uh, yeah, it must be obviously a, a bit busy. You've got three continents, I guess, uh, talking to you now with the uh, American side as well as uh, uh, the New Zealanders and now ourselves over here in the UK. But uh, how's it all going over there for you? And first proper year in the AMA, isn't it, for you this year? Is that right? Yep. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, no, it's going good. Um, yeah, here in America, South Carolina, live at, uh, south of the border. It's a pretty cool place. Like, we've got supercross tracks, moto tracks, um, Everything's kind of at my fingertips here, which is cool. But um, yeah, been first year Supercross this year. Has I've done about six races now and uh, haven't made every main. It's been gnarly. Supercross is no joke, man. Like I underestimated it, but it's been a it's been a cool year. It's been a challenge, but uh, I've got a few more races to kind of finish it off, probably a bit better. So look forward to that. Good stuff. And the, uh, it's, it's the East Coast Supercross you ran, and so you had uh, well, a bit of time at the start of the year. How long did you actually have in preparation for this? Because there's lots of talk about Tom Vial saying he's only started Supercross in October and all that sort of business. So is that similar to yourselves, or did you even have less time to get adapted to Supercross proper? Probably about, I think for me, probably about, uh, I started in November. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. But I think... It, 
yeah, he's obviously doing better than I am, but uh, I'd never done it before. I went to, I'd, I'd never ridden, I'd, I'd ridden, you know, like just some small little supergrass tracks, but nothing like this stuff here. And it's uh, it's a different beast to get used to. Um, so I, I had about November, whatever, like maybe, I've, I've done six months of it with the, with the races. So um, yeah, we'd like to be doing better, but it's just, supercross is brutal. It's like, it's, it's one thing to look at it and go, oh, those whips look easy when you watch like Tomac or someone hit them. But then when you're the guy that's got to like, you don't know if you're going to make it to the end of those things. Like, <laughs> you're, it's, 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 it's confidence, man. And if you don't have confidence, it's so hard to ride. So uh, I'm just trying to build confidence. And that, that takes time. And for me anyway, it takes time. So Yeah, fair enough. You think you'd better cope with that, Brad? You think you'd better cope with that change? Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've had a little dabble at the arena cross over here in the UK. Um, that's that's plenty. That's plenty enough for me. Um, yeah, I don't hit in the whoops third, fourth gear, um, and just praying to God you make it out the other side is uh, not for me. But um, <laughs> yeah, huge respect to like the boys, like obviously Tomac and Rocks, and that just make it look like a piece of cake. Um, but even yourself, just say like, <clears throat> not that you make it look hard work, but just props, to fucking just getting out there and just still like hitting the whoops like better than ninety five percent of the world are going to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's brutal, man. Like they're, they're, when they're when they're smooth, it, uh, I, I when they're smooth, I, I find them sweet. Like I've, I can hit a set of whoops. You know when they're nice and round, yeah, yeah. And they're, they're prepped and that, but that's only for probably the first session. Other after that, they're fucking munted, man. Like the yeah. whips, they've either got a rut through them, they're cupped. They're it's like just like hitting breaking bumps, and you're just trying to that's 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 it. Like yeah, I suppose obviously when the when they're they're all prepped and nice, you can sign you kind of uh, you kind of feel like what the bike's going to do before you go into them it's going to like do the same on pretty much every whoop cons- like yeah. providing you keep like your body like in like a central position and the power relatively the same but yeah when they're cupped out rutted up like it could go pear-shaped fairly quickly <laughs> yeah you're literally hitting them and then you're, you're dancing that way yeah. and then you've got to catch it and then dance back the other way and then like but that's the thing that i'm actually learning is that's normal and if i actually want to go fast mm. i have to be comfortable like with the bike doing that and being able to control that like like riding a like a like a a, 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 cow, a, a bull you know like yeah. just holding on to that thing as long as you can and if you can get through the other side well you're going to have to come back around the next lap and have like, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I yeah. can imagine is it kind of is it kind of similar to obviously you've, you've raced like the like the GP series and things like that, like the Europeans and everything. Is it kind of similar to when you ride like a real gnarly sand track with long rats, you kind of just have to let the bike kind of go underneath you and not, not to worry too much about whether the back end's behind you or if it's over there. <laughs> I think it's, uh, I guess similar in a way, but the way that it's not similar is that you're in the air, like you're mm. not on the ground. Yeah. So if you're on the ground, you can, you can catch it on the ground, but you're just hitting something and then you're bouncing. You're just like, yeah. that's all you're doing is bouncing. And if you bounce and you're in the air and you're going, like <laughs> it's going to hit something else. And 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. But it's just something that if you want to be good at it, you got to be, you just got to basically nut up. Like, that's the thing if I'm saying. Yeah. Just be confident to hit them and just don't be a pussy. Like, just go mm. for it. That's the part that I'm struggling with, but... It'll, yeah. it'll come. It's coming. Are the like the things like the the bigger rhythms? Is that something that you're fairly comfortable with? Like hitting the obviously like when they do like a like a triple out of a corner and they go like triple and then step over a table or something. Is that is that sort of don't really bother you too much? Nah, not too much. That was probably the thing that I was most worried about was rhythm. Mm. But yeah. everything's the same. Like every track you go to, the, all the jumps are built to spec. So. Yeah. Honestly, if you did, let's say you did, I don't know, 10 tracks, like on average, and then you ended, if you if you can do 10 tracks and hit all the jumps, you're going to be able to hit. You've probably hit everything that they can put together because mm. you got three foot, three foot singles, five foot singles, the tables, like they're all kind of kind of the same. So if you can hit one of them, you go to the next track and you just hit it exactly the same. It's like freestyle yeah. guys, you know, they hit like what a 75 foot ramp and they just do yes. a blind book, but... Yeah, I, I don't mind the rhythms too much. They're they're kind of the same, so Yeah, right. fair enough. Yeah. So, so did you um, I mean you obviously came across to, to Europe quite uh, young there so like uh, what 15 16 years old and uh, straight into like the sort of KTM environment and and practicing at the likes of Lommel so would you say that picking up Supercross is as tough as it was for you learning the soundtracks because there's that I mean we saw a couple of videos there where you're saying uh, yeah you, you got lapped first time out around Lommel when you sort of just done pretty well the week before so yeah. is it sort of so that or are you finding it easier to pick Supercross up and, and is it easier because you're older or more difficult because you're older uh, uh, there's so many different things I think yeah 100% like learning Supercross is, is like learning sand exact same concept but the thing probably that's different for me now is that I don't have like time to learn as such like when I'm young you know I was like 15, 16 you can like mess around not mess around but they'll give you a bit more time to get ready but for me there's maybe more so for myself, but there's pressure to learn it quickly. So then that makes it a little bit more stressful, but it is the same. It's like learning a whole new discipline. Like it would, it, for me personally, it would be as if my experience from it now would be as if I went and tried to ride enduro and then tried to just go race like the world enduro and then jump into it. Like yeah. it's probably going to suck. But <laughs> if I wanted, if you, if you wanted to figure it out, you could, but same thing. Uh, it's, yeah, I feel like at the moment I'm right on the bubble of figuring it out. I've showed like some good stuff. Yeah. But it takes the whole package to actually put it together. Like main event, LCQ, hopefully not the LCQ, but even then, like whoops, corners, jumps, uh, fucking dragons backs, like those things are gnarly as well. So there's yeah. so many things that are just, you got to put, you, you got to put it all together um, to actually make it happen, really. Fair play. And then, uh, because you got a 15th in Daytona, so that's the best result so far this year, I believe. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, they say that's uh, more like an outdoor. Is that the case anymore? Because I think there's more manufactured these days than it was like in the past. So, yeah, did you find it better for you because it was more like an outdoor or did it not really make much difference? Uh, the whoops were pretty easy to get through. Like, if I'm honest, the whoops are easy to get through. Yeah, so I didn't have to deal with that as much. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like an outdoor. Actually, the only real part that's it's, it's like an outdoor is that it's not in the stadium. But I think uh, the dirt doesn't it doesn't get crazy rough compared to some of the outdoor indoor 
uh, like some of the normal races, like Indianapolis, the real ruddy one, that one was messed up, but that wasn't any rougher. So it's, I think racing in the stadium is one of the things that's quite underrated, being in, inside. You're like in a hall kind of thing. You're in a stadium, obviously, but it's, it's so much more. The noises are more echoed. Like if you've got someone behind you, you can hear it way louder than normal. And okay. But out, uh, the outdoor aspect of the tono is just, it's just outdoors. That's the little, little literal thing about it, but the dirt's no different, really. Okay. Yeah. What's the uh, what's the lighting like at Daytona? Obviously, it's kind of just lit from the, the the actual speedway. Obviously, the lights are kind of designed to aim at tarmac, like basically a circle. Is it is it a problem on Daytona, like shadows or anything, or is it pretty well pretty well lit? Uh, I think it's pretty well lit. I mean, I heard Hunter saying something on an interview like that it was a bit questionable, but. Uh, for me personally, I, I didn't notice too much, but I don't know what it should look like, so I'm just <laughs> running it really. It was kind of dark, but not. You could still yeah. see, but maybe just not like what a an indoor race. Like they've got these massive like lights coming down from like every angle, so it's pretty much daytime. But mm. yeah, Daytona was probably one of the darker ones. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one, good stuff. And uh, yeah, so I mean, you've had uh, obviously. Uh, I back some of the things that you said in a, a podcast last year with a, another another site there, and that you you literally were at the point of walking away from the sport. You'd got an apprentice and done a, like a day job sort of thing, uh, and then suddenly sort of had the opportunity to. Also, you restarted it, refound your love for it a little bit. Um, yeah, did you do you think that you 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 would have preferred to maybe go to America? Say, if you were talking to the 15, 16 year old you, did you think you would have said actually let's go to America? straight away or do you think that Europe was a good better preparation for you I mean how, how would you say that that would have gone if you'd have gone America first for example so hard to tell like I mean like I would like to say yeah if I had gone to America I would have maybe things could have gone better or whatever but I think uh, I don't think it would have because like I went through stuff as a person that made me get to this point now that I wouldn't have gone through if I may have had have had it a different way, but um, I think what I, well, like I don't think it would have been different. I think I probably would have ended up in the same way. I may have had more. It would have obviously gone a different way, met different people, met you know whatever. But I think the result, let's say where I maybe lost the love, probably would have happened regardless. I think. Right. Okay. Fair enough. It wasn't pounded out by Europe then necessarily. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. You got to pound it out in Europe at some point. Like, <laughs> it sucks, but like, you got to do it. Is there anything you miss about doing the European stuff? Any specific tracks, oh. or just maybe like anything at all? The weather. So <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about English weather, or like? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I, I don't miss a whole lot, to be honest. Uh, the only thing I do miss is probably just the countryside of it. Like Europe's mm. an amazing place, and the food's good. The uh, probably just the, the food. Like America's a pretty messed up place, like in a, in a lot of ways. So uh-huh. uh, being in Europe, I think obviously there's different levels of messed up. But like being in Europe, like you got such good food. You got. Um, I feel safer in Europe as well, and uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I I love it here, which is why I came yeah. here. Like America is the place to like so much opportunity here. There's so much. There's more money to be made here. There's the tracks are better. The I'm not trying to bag on any anything, but it's just the way it is. Like it's just different. It's just just what you want. Like and this is what I rather. So 
I'm, I do miss it in some ways, but not like I wouldn't yeah. go back if I had the opportunity, maybe. But I'm yeah, I'm happy. You open to the open to the MX of Nations if you get the call up. Uh, maybe this year. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I would love to do Nations, but I'm getting to the point where there's other aspects than just going and racing the nations a lot of things mm. that I have to take into account so this year if I did have the opportunity I don't know if I would okay. yeah yeah I mean, you got, got good memories from France because I mean it's uh, I mean I know the, it's not the nation's track but Villas Uzicart you had your, your double win there in EMX uh those yeah. years ago and um yeah they're actually revisiting that track this year in the uh, in the mhgp so yeah looking forward to that one but um yeah Erne, i mean if you, did you go there at all that one that's the uh, circuit yeah i did a i did an emx there i think in 2018 or something like that pretty cool track sick like the hill i think that's mm. the one uh where was it like years ago townley and ricky were racing and it's yeah. basically yeah. on the side of the hill yeah yeah, yeah five yeah, yeah, they've had they've had couple they've had nations there a couple of times, aren't they? In the last sort of twenty years, it's always yeah. provided. Yeah, they raced there like, again, maybe two thousand sixteen or fifteen or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Uh, it's actually first motocross I took my other half to, so it's a nice introduction. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. always yeah. good yeah. racing. Yeah. Uh, chainsaws going on there. In the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. different. Eh? They go okay. Yeah, and it's such a like a packed in area where everyone watches. Like so, the crowd's just like mega loud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember. It's, it's, uh, Cody Cooper was telling me because he raced it that year, I think, in 2015. And he was saying he couldn't sleep on the Saturday night because the, 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 the pits or the B lot, whatever, was just going crazy. Yeah. So, like, everyone's yeah. drunk, everyone's got chainsaws and horns. And yeah, there was caravans cool. on fire. Yeah. All sorts. Yeah. It's yeah. Nations, man. <laughs> it does go, yeah, they do it different. <laughs> yeah, what, what is your plan sort of after the Supercross? I'm going to Canada, so I'm going to go oh. race the Triple Crown Series up there. Okay. Is that on, yeah. on a 250 still? or? Yeah, yeah, 250. I, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to go up there. Uh, I would like to, uh, there's a, I think Ironman, I could mm-hmm. still race Ironman, which is the last outdoor, so I'd like to go up to Canada and try and do, like, win that up there and then, uh, and then try and get to an outdoor to try and stay current, like, keep racing yeah. and all that. Nice one. How does the Canadian series uh, compare to like Europe and, and even to uh, to the Supercross? Uh, to Supercross, it's a whole different thing. Uh, I would probably compare it to like the British or something. It's just a national okay. championship. Um, it's, it's its own little. It's its own thing, you know. Like they have their own media guys. They have their own um, like all. They got obviously their own tracks. Like it's its own thing. Um, it's, it's prestigious, prestigious in its own way. So it's a it's a cool championship. It's pretty relaxed, pretty pretty laid back. Like everyone's pretty pretty chill about everything. Like everyone's <laughs> just like take their time and stuff. But it's it's pretty fun. It is a good time. It's like a little like because they go from west coast to east coast. So they start on the west and then they race every weekend. So basically they go. Uh, race one two three great and then it's like quite a big gap to the like a big drive to the next one so they have a weekend off and then they have like four in a row and it's the same thing it's like round four five six so it's quite cool how they actually like privateers as such can do the whole series they just for, for two and a half months they jump in their campers load their bikes up and just race it and then there's a lot of people like Canadians are super friendly. So if you need something like people are going to help you, you know, you won't get, you won't ever get stuck there. 
Yeah. Is that it? Is that it then? In Canada, just two and a half months, just in, out, done. Is there anything else going on in much. Canada for the other, the other eleven, uh, other nine months? Yeah. Well, I think part of it, like Canada is in the winter, you can't ride. Like, nah. it's froze. It's it's literally snowing and frozen. It's not like yeah. England where it's just cold and miserable. It's like <laughs> you can, you know, you yeah. can skip to like Wales and actually ride. But these guys in Canada, they they can't ride for like. Yeah four months of the year they actually can't Jesus. ride but then after the Canadian championship uh, they have the like arena cross supercross thing oh, but right, even that okay. only goes for another maybe month so there's probably four or five months of actual racing going on in Canada wow yeah definitely so you yeah. say it compares that I mean let's look back some of your British championship results you were uh the 2017 MX2 British Championship, which was uh, pretty decent, and, and race wins at the uh, legendary Hawkstone and, of course, Blacksall as well. So, yeah, I mean, are there tracks like that over there, and do you have good memories of it of the UK racing? Yeah, I do have good memories of the UK. That was pretty fun. Like, met some cool people there, and uh, I was young at the time. Like, I was 18, so I was just, like, I was the man back then, man. I was just... Winning a couple races every now and then and like cash and making a little bit of money and just, just enjoying it. So uh, that was pretty cool. But yeah, the tracks are pretty sick there. I did enjoy some of the tracks. Um, yeah, I did miss it a little bit, but I think comparing it to Canada, uh, we they have one track that's super sandy. It's like a Lommel deep mm. um, called Go for Dunes. That track's, that track's it's like a long one. Like, it's got, yeah. it's got that yeah, kind of rut. Yeah, okay. Like, proper deep, um, deep that stuff, yeah? Yeah. It didn't get the ruts like they get at Lommel. Like, you know how, like, the wall jumps we have just ruts the whole way across? Mm. It didn't get that. But it okay. got, like, just, ooh, like, big wallows and stuff. And it, it it's like super soft, too. Thing, is it? Yeah, so if you lose your speed on it, you, uh, you know, like, it's like riding a fan track. If you lose your speed, you're... You're not going to go fast, so no. Uh, yeah, they have their own. They have they have their tracks get rough. They get real rough. So yeah, they're British tracks, so it's just different. Yeah. It's just different yeah. tracks, speaking of different. speaking of sand, what's what's your opinion on the sand in the Supercross? It's sick. It's crazy. Like, but they they're not fans. I feel like fans. They're fans of people, not fans of obviously fans of the sport but the people that are there are mostly a fan of a rider like you got your Deegan fans and your Tomac fans and whatever whatever but in Europe I feel like they were just fans of of everything mm. more so just a different just a different uh the, the Americans are a lot more personable than let's just say like an individual French writer or Dutch writer or whatever it might yeah. be. There's a lot more personality there to like connect to. So, but fans are cool. I haven't got too many right now. <laughs> they're, 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 uh, the autograph lines yeah. are looking a little thin, but <laughs> I think Bob meant there. Are you a fan of like the, the sand sections that they put in? Yeah, the sand pits. Yeah. Are, you, are you okay with yeah. those? What's your thoughts on those in the middle of a supercross? Yeah, test? I'm, I'm, I'm sweet with them. I honestly don't care. It's just like what it is. Everyone likes to complain about something, but I, 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 I don't really care. <laughs> it, the sand that they put in is like Aston, like how they do the Aston track. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. With their artificial sand they bring in, it's the same stuff pretty much. It's the same uh, feels the same when you ride it. Mm. Ah, fair enough. Good stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. Nice one. So how did this uh, deal come apart? Uh, come about then? You got uh, is it the part the Partzilla, is it Kawasaki team, yeah? Yeah. How did it come about? How did, how did all that come about? Just because off the back of your Canadian results? No, so I, uh, like when I went to America, I went to America about this time last year, just on my own, on my own dime. And then, um, I raced, I raced the first four outdoors and I got some decent results. And then, um, uh, basically I was at the point where I was either needed an opportunity to come up or I was going to go home because like you can't do it privateer. Like you're not making enough money to actually make money. You're spending so much. So, yeah. Uh, but I'd got in contact with the team owner and I said, like, if something comes up or I'd be keen to come up, uh, yeah, you just, I just kind of talked to him a little bit. And then, um, yeah, after High Point, which was the last national I did, the week, uh, two weeks after that was round one of the Canadian series. And after High Point, I didn't, I was basically I either was at that point where what do I do next and uh, I called him and I said look I'll come up like I had a vehicle I'll just drive up and uh, if he was keen as well I was like I'll come I'll come race and then I he's like we made it work and I went up and then I basically won the first two races for him and then that kind of set that off and then I basically signed a deal with them for to race the next year which is this year so that's kind of how that came up Nice one. It's the same team for both the Supercross and for the Canadians, yeah? Yeah, so it's a Canadian-owned team. The team owner is Canadian. Cool. He's from Quebec. and uh, But his main thing is Supercross. Like, that's what... Partzilla is an American company. Um, all the sponsors give, like, product and funding and mainly for Supercross. And then Canada's, like... Uh, um, it's almost like a little fun holiday for most of, most of the guys that do it. It's just... <laughs> Just, just an add-on, pretty much. It's like I say, it was only two and a half months. So. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a, that's a great way of doing it. Just going from one side of that massive country right across to the other, so you can almost like draw. Apart from going up and down a bit, I guess it's like a straight line. That, yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. uh, yeah, a back and forth across the the USA, like you do in the nationals, especially. Yeah, I think it's a lot more catered to like the privateers in Canada, but America is yeah. just like it's a professional with. It's a like a little circus that goes around, and, and if you want to be part of that circus, you're going to it, you know. So you're not you're not worried about the travel and this and that. People complain about it all the time, but it's if you want to, you gotta go pay to play. That's it. Just have. <laughs> so I'm just trying to. For some reason, it's not loading the schedule. We got it. Um, Glendale up next, which is a triple crane. Um, what do you like the triple? Obviously, you're not racing Glendale, but you've done done the triple crown. Do you do you like the triple crown format? Um, it's cool. I did a triple crown at Arlington, but I I didn't qualify at that one, so I would don't like it. But it's just different. Like your qualifying matters a lot. So if you have a bad qualifying, you only have an LCQ to get through to the night show. Um, but in a normal one you have uh, um, qualifying doesn't matter too much and then you have a heat race and an LCQ so if you're better at racing it's yeah a triple crown isn't as good to get into it but like, you're talking to me who's someone who I'm on that bubble of trying to get in but mm-hmm. I think in terms of racing it a triple crown is just I actually haven't experienced it yet so but it's just different, man. Like it, it depends what you like. If you're good at qualifying, it doesn't matter. You're probably going to qualify good and go straight through. There's a lot of guys yeah. that that didn't 
make uh, like a night uh, a main event, but then because they're so good at qualifying for that one, they just go straight through. Yeah. Okay. So you've well. got you've got four rounds left. Two two of them are the East West showdown, um, which obviously makes it harder to qualify again because you've got obviously all the all the West Coast guys. Um, is the is your mindset different? Obviously, you haven't raced one yet, but do you, will your mindset or the game plan be different heading into the East West Showdown races compared to just a normal um, sort of normal qualifying heat race type night? Um, well, no, not really, because we will. It'll be pretty normal. It's just like it's the same format. There's just more riders, better riders. Like in, uh, a heat race will be like a main event. Yeah. For like for us, because it's all just all, all our guys, and then an LCQ will just be more packed. But yeah, the, I feel like the speeds are always relative. Like a heat race speed is kind of like from one to twenty. It's kind of the same wherever you go. Same with an LCQ. Uh, I know I haven't done it yet, but they're kind of the same. Like the guys that are in each position are kind of on each coast are similar there's just more of them so if you can yeah. like an LCQ if you can whole shot it like let's say I could whole shot it a East West shootout I like to think that I could probably it would be the same speed as a um, maybe not I don't know I'm probably just the positions are kind of similar but it, it will be tough 100% but mindset will just be the same yeah just stuff uh, we'll talk about like Ben now coming up we'll just have a quick uh, talk about the actual series itself there of course the 450 class they're going to have two red plates going on there um, two forty-eight points each for both Tomac and Webb and then uh, Sexton a bit further back um, it's absolutely poised on a knife edge I mean who would you think would be uh, your favourite Josiah going into this uh, the last few rounds now uh, with the points level who, who's your money on who would you say that uh, if you had to make a bet who would you put your money on I'd probably put my bet on Tomac but like both of them are just dogs in their own way you got two dogs going at it like could go either way it just depends I don't know like Cooper's never faced someone probably never faced someone like Tomac Tomac's probably never faced someone like Cooper so yeah, uh, it could go either way, honestly. But I think probably I think Tomac will do it. But who knows? I think it's just got the edge and speed. Do you think? <sighs> I think he's more of a dog, <laughs> to be honest. I think. <laughs> I just think. He, yeah, he just, I just think he is. And and even uh, and Cooper's been saying it as well. You haven't heard yeah. Tomac say that Cooper's a dog, like. But no. Cooper has been saying that Tomac is hard to beat, yeah. and that's like that's the edge that. Tomac will need to be like I can beat that guy. Yeah, for sure. I'm surprised. He's actually, I'm surprised he's been saying that. To be honest. Mm. Yeah, I, I think that's a bit of a gamesmanship, which uh, I think Cooper's probably the bit of a master of, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, I completely, obviously Atlanta is like another one of those sort of speedway tracks, a little bit higher speed, um, like kind of sort of similar to Daytona. Like obviously not in the ground aspect, but the the way the track sort of is laid out, I think that yeah. kind of obviously why well, I'd say it lends itself to Tomac. But then like Webb was right on his ass for twenty minutes at Daytona, so I suppose that could go either way. Obviously Denver, Tomac sort of home home state got the altitude. Same again in Salt Lake, but. Uh, 
yeah, I don't think it matters either way, to be honest. I think, <laughs> uh, I think if I was going to pick, I think I'd have to go. I think I'd go give it to Webb. Just think he thrives in these yeah. sort of conditions where it's just like it's this is it. Like it's like either you're either going to win it or you're not. I don't think. Not that Tomac is obviously no good at this. He's won multiple championships, but I, I don't think any of them have really come down to the wire from memory that I can think of. Um, like obviously last year, he kind of kind of ran away with the Supercross, um, and the same again. Like the other year, he won it in twenty twenty. He was kind of had like a healthy points lead, um, and like both of those years, Webb was having like an off year uh, this is I think this is kind of the first time we've seen Webb and Tomac like at their like at their best like in the year but yeah I think <clears throat> I think if they're still if they're still sort of like within within five points or within yeah within five points either way going to Salt Lake I think uh, I'd give it to Webb you'd, you'd say Webb okay fair yeah I think he's just willing to do a bit more <laughs> and then Tomac if needs yeah. be I think it was I think um, even in Salt Lake when they did the like the seven rounds in Salt Lake um, the last round I think Cooper was he was pretty much out of it like 15 points or more and he still dropped the elbow into Tomac in the first corner like in the last race just <laughs> just to see just to try it like I don't think you're going to see Tomac doing that that's... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Nalia, it could go either way. That's, yeah, that's a... what's um? Stick to watch though. Oh, it will be. Yeah, for sure. What, what's your what's your take on the uh, Chase Sexton situation? Then Josiah must be an absolute nightmare for him to to keep having the lead and then keep falling off. I mean, do do you see anything that might be a problem for him to see why this is happening? Or um, yeah, what what do you think of that situation entirely? Got to be just pushing that edge too much, like. I don't see it as anything other than that because I'm trying to like, like what I'm learning from it is that for me racing supercross is the guys that are winning are sending it. And that's the thing that if you're sending, like you're, you're on the, the edge, like the whole time, even just in a corner everywhere, you're just, you're pushing that envelope everywhere. And if you just go just too far, it, it'll catch you. Like, if you tuck the front, whatever it is. And, and I've had a few accidents where I'm just pushing my own limits yeah. and just stupid little things happen. Like you just, you spin out, you, you come up short, over jump, whatever it is. But that's probably, I would say what it is. He's just pushing the edge. To, he's pushing the edge. That's it. Yeah. And he's, he's finding that and then you crash and then you're like, all right, well now I've got to slow down. <laughs> yeah, so well, there's the edge back there and I've gone by it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what do you guys think? Like, what does it look like? Yeah, from a, I like? It's yeah. I mean, obviously a lot of these crashes are, are similar. Some of them are obviously different. Like the one in the whoops was, was different. Uh, the one last weekend was kind of weird where he just kind of just went over the bars in a straight line. Mm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it just seems, just seems like he's, when he gets sort of later into the main event, like he's just at maybe asking a little bit too much out of the track. Uh, I I spoke to a couple of people. Uh, well, actually my old man thinks that it's like the Honda is, is not a very forgiving machine. 
to ride. Yeah. Funny enough, that's exactly what my dad said as well. <laughs> it's very rigid. It's like fast as shit, but you've got to be like, you've got to be at 100%. Like your fitness has got to be, you've got to be like, like no fatigue whatsoever. Otherwise, if it goes, you've got to be on the ball to save it. I think just if you're on 95% and it goes, like that's it. It's going. I think, yeah, you're gone. Whereas I think like a Kawasaki or like the Yamaha, I think you can. It's got a bit more leeway. Yeah, well, that, like that it's not just going to fire you off. No, well, that crash you had a few weeks ago, wasn't it? I mean, it was a classic example where Webb had the same moment, almost exactly the same problem, but the case yeah. forgave him. Or I mean, there, there's also the argument that Webb is slightly shorter, so it doesn't throw him off as much. Mm. Um, whereas with Sexton, once he starts to go, he does start to go. I mean, being a bit taller, yeah. I've experienced that a bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, do you think anything to do with the bike desire, or is it just, as you said, just closer to the limit? Oh, it could be the bike, honestly, but but then like the Lawrence brothers aren't doing that stuff, so no. it's a different uh, chat, it's a different uh, engine, but it's a, the same chassis almost. So I yeah. don't know. It could, it, honestly, it could be anything. That's the thing. It's like yeah, you don't know. Yeah. And then it's one of those just, things just where see- you with. Yeah, I just felt like the Honda. It's one of those in, mental things. Oh, okay, here you go. Mental thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good boy. Yeah. Good just <laughs> not even like obviously this year, but in past years, it just seems super harsh. Like just just slightly off, and it's just fucking game over. Like like <laughs> Roxon's crash, just slightly offline. Boom out. You see Geyser cartwheel the thing up the track countless times. Uh, like all these things That's with true. Sexton, it's just. I don't, I obviously, it's factory HRC Honda. They're sparing no expense, but I think it's just the way the bike's built. It's, it's designed to go fast, but it's designed for you to be... It's kind of designed to go fast those first few laps when you're fresh. I think when you're slightly fatigued, uh, it can bite you in the ass, like, quick. Real quick. Yeah, that would be true, actually. <clears throat> Good stuff. And then we've got the 250s going on. So we've got the 250s coming up as well this weekend. It's the West Coast uh, um, guys doing the Triple Crown. And um, yeah, as soon as Jet heard on the podium that it was Triple Crown next, he made a, a horrendous face. So uh, yeah, do you think uh, think he can conquer his, uh, his fear this week, uh, Josiah? What do you think? you think he's going to conquer this Triple Crown at his last attempt? I would say so. I would say he's probably putting a big emphasis on that, but it's motorcycle racing, anything can happen. So yeah. I think he will. Honestly, he's those guys are that good, and he's he's that much better than everyone else. So unless he crashes, he probably will beat them. Yeah, I just said that before the. I just said that before the the third round or second round this year when they did the triple crown, but it just seems to find himself in awkward positions at these races I don't know yeah, yeah. Of, like, it's, it's, it's clear as day he's the best rider out there I don't think anyone can argue <laughs> that it's, but yeah I don't know what it is about these races they just uh, something weird seems to happen to him and then it just snowballs but <clears throat> yeah I think I think he does get it done Okay, is that, that what you're saying? Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, I think you will. Um, what's your take on the McAdoo crash, Josiah? I mean, uh, I didn't speak about this with Brad last week either, but uh, yeah, what, what did you say? What was your take on that collision with uh, Cameron McAdoo last week? Oh, 
dude, those guys are pushing the edge. And on a, when I saw it, I was like, oh, like, <laughs> shit happens, man. Like, he's, they're both going for it. There's, there's an aspect that I'd never thought of until I'm here racing it, and it's the, like, sending it. Yeah. They're gonna, you're going to crash. You're going to crash with people. You're going to crash. Everyone's sending it. They're, they're, put, they're finding that limit. He tried to jump onto that three on. And he just got slightly close, and then probably the angle you can't see is maybe Jet got a little, a little bit yeah. out of his line as well. So then he's not trying; they're not trying to crash, but they're just no. trying; they're pushing that much. The 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 Americans like they they send it, and it's that's what happens. He's like shit happens. <laughs> you just gotta, yeah, it happens. Fair enough, Brad. Obviously, you were absent from last week's show there, so yeah, what, we didn't get your uh, your view on yeah. that. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I could chalk it up to a, a racing incident. Yeah, I think the the majority of the blame lies on Cameron. Obviously, <laughs> Jets he's, he's got he's got at the inside, and he's in he's clearly in front in the rhythm section. Like, if you're behind and you've crashed into the back of someone. I can't. You can't put the blame on the person in front, <laughs> like unless they just point yeah. blank slam their brakes on. Um, like in that position, Cameron needs to sort of realise that if he triples on here and hops off, he's going to be going quite a lot faster mm. than what Jet is. Um, and like he was already tight to them tough blocks. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think it just lack of judgment on McAdoo's part but yeah just a racing incident I think I think yeah I don't think anything needs to be made of it I mean I, I quite like the fact that uh, McAdoo wasn't giving in you know he wasn't no yeah no I totally he agree like, it's nervous see. saying ah it's Jet he's going to clear off you know he's not uh, saying any of that he's actually just sticking it back in there trying to get back into the race with him and trying to get all mm. back in his head to say no I'm not, I'm not rolling over the, this easy so uh, yeah do you think it was a, a part of that maybe a bit Desperation desire, but uh, yeah, no, I understand. It, it was McAdoo's fault. You actually, that that's true. Like what you're saying about if you're you're behind, like if you're in front, it can't be your fault. That's that's so true. But he just pushed the envelope too much, and it, yeah, and it bit them both. Like you got to deal with whatever comes with that. But like racing, yeah, I mean, it's, you've got uh, like oh, yeah, like McAdoo wasn't given in. What spot back? And like Cameron's always, he's going to give you a hundred percent every time he's out there. But um, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think the red mist came down, um, and uh, it just kind of <laughs> just was a big blur. And then he was yeah. led next to Jet. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't, I don't expect anything to kind of carry over from it into no, this so weekend. Yeah, that's it. Another race, isn't it? For yeah. sure. Um, just to, to looking forward through to the rest of the year. Obviously, you've got um, uh, the rest of the Supercrosses there, Josiah. I mean, um, obviously, your aim is to get into the mains for starters, and then are you thinking you might be able to get uh, creeping into that top ten? Is that an ambition for yourself this year, a target even? Yep. <clears throat> yeah, it's been the goal the whole year. Um, yeah, just want to. I just want to keep progressing. I just want to keep getting better, and I think. Yeah, top ten would be would be the goal. Like I did got fifteenth at uh, Daytona. I got a few gifts with that one though. A lot of guys went down, so yeah. but you got to take it. But um, yeah, top ten would be the would be the goal. I think for the East West shootouts, it was just getting to the main. That that would be the goal. Even getting to the Nitro, man, because I haven't qualified very well okay. lately. So just getting into the Nitro would be an achievement itself for me. 
Um, but yeah, then just being in the main, that's, if I can be in the mains, I'm going to learn. And I can't, one thing that I'm learning is like, if you're not in that race, you're not learning. So I'm learning how to do heat races and I'm figuring that out. And then I've done some LCQs and I'm figuring that out, but I haven't done many mains. So I just want to get into the main so I can just feel what it feels like to be going that pace and yeah, sure. get in there and things. And, uh, beyond that, is it, um, is this deal that you have, is this for next year as well? Or uh, are you planning to stay 250 or, are there, or is there 450 on the horizon even? No, I think so. I've, I have a two-year um, deal with this team, so I have next year as well, cool. uh, which is good for me. It gives me the opportunity to learn this year and to uh, yeah, to, to, to do what I'm doing now. Like, uh, There's not too much of, of a rush to to be getting good results, but next year there will be a bit more expectation to um, but yeah, next year I'll be just same one or two fifty. Um, after the Supercross, I don't know what I'll do, but um, Supercross next year on a two fifty. Cool, awesome. With this team, good stuff. Excellent, awesome. Brad, any more questions for yourself? Uh, no, I don't think so. I just, um, yeah, I think. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm personally like not surprised at how well you've done, but like definitely like sort of like I don't know what the word is really, but uh, <laughs> yeah, just um, I think you've opened a lot of eyes over like stateside for sure. But um, what were you you were leading the LCQ at? Um, what rank was it? Detroit. it was Houston? Was it Houston? Detroit. Oh, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. You were leading the LCQ and then you did you you kinda of pulled off to the side of the track. I can't remember if anything ever came of it or <laughs> if it's a touchy subject or <laughs> No, no, no. I'm pretty open about it. Like just had a bit of shit going on before the race. Like leading up to it. I got real sick. I've I uh-huh. uh, I had a bunch of bunch of stuff going on, and basically, like, I basically checked out first lap because I can ride fast. But I was so sick, like I couldn't breathe after a lap mm. all day. I just couldn't breathe, and then um, I just I don't, I don't know. I I only have excuses for it. I just yeah, I, nothing wrong with the bike, just myself, man. I was yeah, nervous. yeah, just yeah. I wasn't sure I was if it was a mechanical issue. Crazy or, yeah. nervous. <laughs> yeah. yeah everything just it was just so much things happened and it all just came out there and i just had to yeah really i can imagine like for a, a, my demons. for a supercross <laughs> you're in the lcq like nerves to go and all of a sudden you're out front like fuck <laughs> 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 yeah yeah Dude, for real is the, yeah. is the crowd it's, it's, is the- is the crowd a factor on track design? Because, I mean, you don't get that sort of crowd around an MXGP or a Sony EMX like you were riding or anything like that. I mean, um, you know, is the crowd was the crowd a factor for, in that sort of situation? Uh, no, not uh, that situation. Not really, no. It's, it's on, like I say, like it's the echo of the bike. Everything's so much louder. you got to go behind you and it's like the, the, the noise is amplified. So, yeah, just you notice it when you're on the line and like the show that they have there, like the national anthem and the opening ceremonies, that, sh- like that thing makes you the arms on your, the hairs on your arms stick up and mm. it makes you nervous. And then you're looking, you're on the start line looking up and there's whatever, 50,000 people. But then as soon as the gate drops, it just, for me, it just fades away and you're just racing. So, Nice one. 
good stuff. Well, um, one thing I wanted to ask, and uh, we've got uh, a few um, uh, interviews coming up now. We've got things lined up, so we're starting to think on how we could uh, uh, improve the show a little bit. And uh, one thing that sort of come up is uh, to maybe end uh, the show here as we're uh, approaching the 50 minutes on the mark. Is um, yeah, just to sort of, bit of a, want to end on a, on a bit of positivity. Um, yeah, what would you say so far is your absolute motocross highlight? What would you say is like the big time when you said motocross is amazing you forget all shit you just like you know you're just absolutely awesome what would you say was was that for you what would you say was your very best moment in motocross probably what i achieved um in america at the first few nationals i what i put together and where how low like the point that i was at like say i was got an apprenticeship and started working for someone and then it changed into go to america buy a ticket get some bikes like find somewhere to live all that stuff and then i i got two elevens like those were my best results and did that off my own skin and like had so many people help me out to get to that point but that just that whole journey of like what it took to get to that point and how uncomfortable it was and and just taking that leap of faith and then seeing it kind of pay off the first time I've had that in my life where I've taken a risk and then it's like you know you people go through that in anything like business and relationships yeah. and whatever and for me that was the first time that I experienced what I can achieve if I really go and do it and to see that it just gave me another sniff of like fuck like I achieved that what's next like what can I what else can I do so just that whole process yeah. is probably the highlight of what I would, of, of my racing Awesome. So that would register more than even the going across and winning EMX or, you know, getting up in the Monster Grand Prix. That, that rate's higher than that. Yeah, I think on a personal level it does. Results don't, results are, are awesome, but they don't really meet. Like, now I'm a bit older and I like life has a lot more meaning to me than just racing dirt bikes. And I've, I hadn't really had a low when I've achieved that, that result. So I was just, almost easy it didn't mean much so it meant a lot but it didn't mean i didn't have to struggle that hard to get it but i had to struggle to get what i got to get to america so the struggle was make things so much sweeter you know good stuff nice one okay so just to finish off the show then um before we uh, uh go to the sponsors just uh, a little prediction time brad what would you say would be your podium for the 450 this weekend um, 450, I think, uh, Tomac, he seems to be like the champion of these triple crowns. I think he's won the most out of like anyone else by a considerable margin. Um, I think, yeah, Tomac, then Webb, and then I'm going to say Barsha. I think Barsha's going to get back on the box again. He's okay. riding, he's riding well at the moment. Okay, cool. Yourself, Josiah, would you put a bet on a 450 podium? Who would you uh, say would your top three be this weekend? I think Basha could win it. I'm just going to throw it okay. out there. Basha's been, <laughs> he's been at it. Uh, and then probably like, I think Tomek in third and then second will be, I don't know, Anderson. Basha, Anderson, Tomek. Okay. okay, cool, good, cool, good, cool. Nice Tomek, last triple crown, Tomek had his crash, so... Ah, yeah, true. That is true. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no worries. Go on, Brad Ben Miles. Yeah, what Ben? Well, then what's what's your top three? Um, yeah, I'm. I do you know. I've never been a web fan. I've never quite liked the sort of smugness. Uh, a little bit, you know. This, I mean, I, I guess I'm just a bit of a, a European, and I want to see Kenny do well, and 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 Webb just destroyed him one year, and I, I just that year I just hated Gibbs Webb. 
gotta put it out there that's that's where i was but uh, uh i actually really like him this year i think he's hilarious that bit where he said on the yeah. podium last week where you just gotta trust the process i thought that was awesome you know and playing games like wagging a finger at chase and reminding T- uh, eli that he's the man i've just got to beat him that's it i just he's actually adding a lot more color for it this year than i uh, i i uh, yeah. i find myself I, I, yeah i agree i think you know i kind of yeah, the year when uh, he won his first title and he was just like, yeah, just mugging rocks and off on like the last laps. You're just like, oh, fuck this guy, such a dick. Like, you just want Kenny to win one. But yeah, I, yeah, I'm totally gone full full 180 and just yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it's so yeah. good to like have like someone like that in the sport that just like gets in their head like, he, doesn't do it, he doesn't do anything dirty or anything but just like the things he says the way he does things yeah just yeah I think it's I mean, it's weird I mean I, I, I do I mean as much as I like Eli and I, I had the honour of meeting him and shaking his hand at Cardiff last year which was great and he just seemed to be so awesome on the bike I mean the things he did at Cardiff, like up close, he just hit a hit a rhythm section, and I'm surprised the Yamaha didn't go through the, the jump itself. You know, he just hit it so hard, and I was like, "Wow, okay, um, that's what it's all about." And uh, yeah, so um, having said that, I don't know if he's going to do the triple crown, so I think we'll say, "No, okay, yeah, I'm going to go Web stuff it." Yeah, I'd say Web to win, and uh, I think Roxon might uh, put some surprises in. Those triple crowns are the fast. If he gets a good start and holds on with shorter races, I think, yeah, I think Kenny will be second overall. And, um, yeah, I'd say Anderson third. Yeah. Okay. And now none of us mentioned uh, Sexton, so he's going to win the lot. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about him, actually. I was, like, thinking, who's going to win? And then I, I guess yeah. someone was missing. That's yeah, Sexton, all right. That's the opportunity to keep that, should yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, well, uh, any uh, any last people to, to thank then before I uh, go through the uh, the sponsors and everything there, Josiah? Any uh, last people you want to speak to and uh, say give a shout out to? Um, shout out to my team, my sponsors. No. Um, yeah, just, just <laughs> team and sponsors, man. Yeah, just, um, gotta get this if you're podium doing stuff, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I need someone with a pit board to read my shirt while I'm looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I'm good. Cheers for having me on today, guys. It's been cool. Yeah, good to have you on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, thanks. Uh, big ups, thanks out to Kawasaki Motors UK, and uh, please check out their KLX 140R lineup uh, for the youth riders there with the electric start, three different sizes. Just make sure that you uh, go and check those out at your local off-road dealership. Thanks to Golf Race Fuels across all the sports cars, single-seaters, motorcycle racing, further field. Golf brand is associated with winning whatever the discipline. And uh, yeah, through to uh, AS3 Performance. Uh, so just make sure you get that. Uh, thanks to them, AS3 Performance, who stock a huge selection of aftermarket motocross parts available from 1980s Evo four strokes um, and 1980s Evo two stroke models uh, to the current four stroke bikes. So uh, thanks to all those guys for helping us out. And don't forget to get your code. Everybody point to the sky, Brad Breeder 10. There we go. Brad Breeder 10. Yeah. And also another little code for you if you want to write it down. Uh, it's Prox20, P-R-O-X-20. That's 20% off. 20% off. 20% uh, off. Prox products. Jumped over your number. So, yeah. So if uh, you want to write that down, P-R-O-X-20, Prox20, 20% off. P-R-O-X-20, yeah? Cool. Correct. Nice one, great stuff. Yeah, once again, thanks a lot, Josiah, for joining us. And all the best the rest of the season, mate. And uh, enjoy Canada. We'll be keeping an eye on your results. And, uh, yeah, maybe speak to you again on this show and uh, 
Yeah, thanks for joining us, man. What's up, man? No problem. Cool. Maybe maybe cool. see you guys in nice. France. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. In, in the party paddock, probably. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. Cheers, buddy. Right then. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for listening there, thanks very much for tuning in, everybody, to the MX Vice SMS Review Show. Uh, and we'll speak next week. We have got more guests lined up for you in the next uh, six weeks, actually booked up with guests. So it's looking good. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, be speaking to lots of faces uh, like Josiah uh, and other riders around him and in different classes as well. So yeah, please keep joining us on the SMX, on the MX Vice SMX Review Show. See you again. See ya.